Guys, I, I really feel it in my heart tonight. You know, someone out there is uh, they're thinking about their youth pastors. You know how that how that youth pastor treated them, how that youth pastor made them feel. And and I I, I know that, that 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 person is 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 probably scared to speak up. You know, but I want you to know that that's okay. Yeah. All right. So now I'm gonna ask the band to come back up. Hey y'all, come on come on back up. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Hey uh, y'all, hold on a second while I strap on my acoustic guitar. Hey Kyle, was the capo on the on the second or fifth fret? It's I can't the, uh, I can't remember. Um, second. Hey, you know what? Never mind. It, it doesn't matter. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna play back through uh, the last song of the night until that person that wants to talk about youth pastors is comfortable enough to come forward to share their testimony. Uh, now I've been told that sometimes I'm a bit insensitive. You know that I uh, that sometimes I push the boundaries of what is ethical or uh, theologically sound, but. I, I just, I really want you, Bryson. It's you, buddy. We know it's you. Please just, just come up here and share what you think about <laughs> youth pastors. Sorry, I was just so overwhelmed. Uh, so everybody, just we're just gonna take a minute till Bryson's comfortable. Sorry, I keep saying your name, Bryson. I'm sorry about that. All right, all right, just everybody, close your eyes and just lift your hearts and eyes, and let's just let this this time of worship just be between <laughs> uh, be between you and God. All right, Ben, whenever you're ready. Fill up some time on our pot, Lord. Fill up some time on our pot. We have a weak premise. We have a weak premise. Fill up some time on our pot, Lord. Fill up some time on our pot. We have a weak premise. We have a weak premise. The premise actually kind of sucks. It's mostly just us ranting about childhood. Do at least five episodes. Only just to make ourselves feel good. Feel good, feel good, feel good. Feel good, feel good, feel good. Feel good, feel good, feel good. Vanity Project. Wow! Welcome back, Survivors! This is your friendly neighborhood survivor, Dylan Davis, joined as always by his lovely fellow survivors. Uh, It's me, Becca Stogner. And Charlie Allen. Yes! Awesome. Good job. Nailed the intro, nailed the song, yeah. nailed the altar call. I know. Oh, I, I thought we were going to mess that up. Yeah, for I was sure. for sure <laughs> yeah. thought I was going to do something foolish like sing along. Oh my <laughs> wow. god. No, that was the sickest thing. <laughs> Ever. It was definitely in character. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, good. <laughs> now, all right. So this week we're going to be talking a lot about youth pastors. Uh, these are the people that that lead us and led us through every retreat, music festival, youth camp, and lockout, acting as both babysitter and counselor to us at many an unreasonable hour, whether or not they had the qualifications to do so. And uh, I just thought today maybe we go through and talk about our youth pastors, if we can kind of remember who they are but before we get to that let's take a second guys if you're listening and there's at least one of you i'm listening the email <laughs> all right so uh listeners 
we have an email address where you can send us your stories about youth group. It's ygssg03 at gmail.com. So send us your stories about youth group. We want to hear. We want to share. We want to celebrate your survival. And we, we just, you know, we're here. Is we're the zero 03 in the email for the Trinity? Well, there's three of us, but also it is God's number. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. So. Uh, like, if you, We should have one episode one where we go numbers. through and we figure out which of us we think is the father, which of us <laughs> we think is the son. And <laughs> Am I dumb for thinking that it was just 03 because YGSSG01 and 02 at gmail.com were already taken? No, that's pretty... I thought they might... I thought YGSSG would be taken. And so I was like, well, I mean, there are three of us. Yeah, and no, that's but also I'm like just a, now realizing. Oh it. yeah, yeah. No, that's you're not stupid in thinking that. That's a pretty good. That's the first place most people. That's why uh, they don't a good get number. their just. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't get their first choice, so that's fair and modern. Mine was like, well, there's three of us. <laughs> wow. All right. So this email comes to us. Uh, ugh, I think she'd be okay, right? We asked her. You know what? We won't say who it's from. This is from a friend of ours. Hey, what's up? We'll just call her. We'll call her A Town Funk. Yeah. She knows who she is. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, A-Town Funk sent us an email. Uh, it says, hey, 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 this story is a little before what I'd call youth group age, but it's an experience I had as a six-year-old in the Kids on Fire. That's ages six to ten. Youth service one Sunday kind of uh, fucked me up. And she says, if we want to riff on it, we're welcome to. Thank okay. you so much, A-Town Funk. Uh, the church my family went to is big on spiritual gifts. Cool, my people. Including the gift of tongues. Ooh, that's a big one at Bible study when I was a kid. <coughs> One Sunday, a man who loudly and proudly spoke tongues prayed over the elementary school kids group and told us that all the believers in the room now had the gift of tongues. The room erupted with tongue speaking, but I couldn't make a sound. I swear, every kid suddenly had the gift except for me. It's nonsense. Is it not just nonsense? Tell me if I'm doing tongues right now. I am Is that pretty close? That's more like <laughs> mantra-like. You had like who's, a slight... Who's to say? Who's to who's say? Who's to say? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about tongues, and this is something that I have recently grown to um, have a problem with. Yeah. Because when I first got saved at 19, all I wanted was to speak in tongues. I was like, this is how I know that I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is how I know, because that's what I was told my whole life. Like, when you speak in tongues, boom, you're in. Wow. You're on fire for God. And the whole first year I got saved, I didn't speak in tongues, and I was scared that I had a fake experience. I was like, oh, no, was I just too emotional? Like, was I just, like, swept up in the moment? Huh. And then one Sunday, my friends were like, you're just going to have to let go. And then I spoke in tongues, and I was like, oh, finally, I'm in the club. Oh, it's like peeing after you, you hadn't been able to for a long time. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. that like release. coming for the first time. Oh, yeah, after yeah. like a few months. That's yeah. funnier. You're right. Uh, <laughs> not funnier. It's no, just... it's just another example. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's both of jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there is. But anyway, so I get the gift of tongues, like not, not being able to do it and feeling like something might be wrong with you. What? Um, when it came out of you, Sure. what did it feel like? Like what uh, were you thinking? I wasn't. It was part of it. I hear that. There wasn't... It seemed unbidden. Yeah. And kind of... Well, very guttural. Um, I actually recognized some of the words. It was in the languages I've heard, but never attempted to learn to speak. Um, some of it was like Castilian Spanish, which is odd. I was like, I don't know that. Yeah, but it's it's more just like recall, basically. You're just like... Because you, yeah. you feel yeah. like those are words that you recognize. So yeah. you must have heard them before. I'm, I yeah. somewhere probably did. Um, 
but but it was like a release like a like a like a just like this has to be said right now and say it as many times or don't it's fine just say this yeah. essentially but i didn't know what it was and i wasn't really thinking about it and i will say as far as tongue speaking goes biblically if you want to get like what it is it talks when they say the gift of tongues they're not talking about this which is a room of of 10 year olds saying 10 year olds and we'll finish and we'll finish and it is to me it's very heartbreaking because i was like ah uh, to have that much just uh, but um tongues in acts happens when the holy spirit falls on the disciples in the upper room but what it is is they each speak a language to the other and the other understand this but it's a language that they didn't already know right it's sort of like so a it's, reverse tower of babel almost yeah, yeah. where there's understanding amongst all people yeah, yeah essentially and it happens again when peter preaches and saves like said 4000 men it didn't count for the women and children because that's how they counted then of course cool <laughs> the landowners yeah. <laughs> yeah count the landowners the this is this is more well, of a common... Well, by landowner standards, there were four people there. <laughs> but... There by were... a census taken, there were 10,000. 16,000, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. So I just had to get that off my chest because I feel like uh, the modern church has really um, not understood the miracle of tongue speaking. And they've this situation happens a lot because of that misinterpretation of something. I definitely don't. And yeah. I always went to schools and... Um, organizations and shit that would like uh, it was something that like some of the kids did yeah. and so they would be like okay if you do that fine you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but like we're not going to talk about that weirdo shit right. you know what I right. mean that's that's a lot of modern churches is like okay yeah. you know, honestly so the rest of this email uh, she says the room at- erupted with tongue speaking but I couldn't make a sound I swear every kid suddenly had the gift except for me ugh a-Town Funk, feel your pain. I was pretty sure then, as I definitely know now, that most of, if not all, the other kids were faking it with gibberish, but the adults in the room didn't see it that way. Of course not. You want this to be real. You want everyone to know that you have what everyone else has, and you want to belong. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the kids pastor noticed that I was awkwardly standing with my mouth open, chanting, on the brink of tears. <laughs> oh, no. So he took me out into the hallway. Here he prayed over me, his hand pressing hard into my forehead while he commanded the devil to get out of me. Been there. It's what? a weird experience. What? Uh-huh. And for the Holy Spirit to remove all of my doubt. Uh, I've been in many of these types of praying situations, and I've never thought of it as weird until I read this email. And then it kind of hit me that that's not like, Something that everybody... I, I mean, no. we would pray, but it was always like a communal thing. It, yeah. would, it would sort of be like to start off yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But I was never in a... Maybe I would have been if I were like an adult. But never in a situation where you were like trying to pray something out of somebody. Uh, there was a lot of like forehead smacking as a kid <laughs> from when people would pray over you. They lay hands, a lot of grabbing and, and pushing the head. Uh, like as in like a forceful, violent, like, get on out of here, you yeah. know, that kind of style. <laughs> Go on, get. That's how they kind of. Very dope. Is that yeah. what they say, too? Uh, well, but like in Bibleese. So they'd be like, get the hints or get behind me, Satan, that sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, y'all yeah. don't talk like that. You got John Deere's in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, God. Anyway. Suddenly you're King like James. <laughs> yeah. That's like the difference between the exorcist and the last exorcism. That's so, it's so vast. <laughs> like the exorcist is like all this priest lingo. Yeah. And then the last exorcism is like, there was a there's a demon in the barn. And I don't know. <laughs> demon crawl on the wall. Dang it. Y'all get out there. And the reverend's like, 
Get out now. Get don't on. get. Get on. Go get. Have and don't come back now. You completely <laughs> diverged from this email. Well, well we've got like a couple more lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not even a direct quote. From this the is last this is my <laughs> this is my favorite line. Uh, this just shows a town funk spirit. Uh, after his dime store exorcism <laughs> attempt, he realized that I still hadn't received the gift. Disappointedly, he hugged me and told me to keep praying. That was the last day I had childlike faith because they were clearly faking it, Pastor Doug, all caps. Yeah. It made me question what else people were faking about religion. Yeah, that is, uh, ugh, that's, to me, that's heartbreaking because that is an all-too-familiar story. Yeah. I hear that so much and it really bothers me because I know it exists and I've experienced a lot of it. Like there were people in our churches where like if anybody was like hands up worshiping God, there would be somebody trying to out worship the other person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we always were like, Oh, that's Miss Pat. She's always <laughs> trying to out worship everybody else. Miss Pat makes good spaghetti and meatballs. Kind of a show off. It's always the dads. <laughs> The dads always <laughs> sing louder than everyone else in the room. Uh, yeah. Or like the shouting contest from both sides of the church. I don't know if you had that. But like, go on, preacher. Hey, man. And they just get oh, louder. that was not my type <laughs> of church. Do you mean pep rally? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, Jesus I guess what, um, though I didn't have this type of experience with like yeah. um, quite the like fanfare and the, the prophesying and the, the spiritual gifts, that right. kind of stuff, um, I definitely resonate with the feeling of like, there's something ineffably wrong with you mm-hmm. that is like makes you worse than even your peers. Like, right. like they're better Christians than you, and th- uh, you don't know why, and there's nothing yeah. you can do. And it's they just somehow like, inject class culture into like yeah, a thing that inherently is supposed to reject it in some I, respects. It's very bizarre. It, it is weird. And well, like, it's to me, it's another example of like humanity fucking up something pure and good yeah yeah like so that should be yeah. like if you're gonna define like to me it's supposed to be this this unattainable standard that you're invited to just have without having to do anything for it yeah and then that motivates you to live a life of selfless thankful merciful behavior because you're like oh god thank you i didn't know i needed this now let's help other people get what they don't know they need without stepping all over them yeah. and creating some kind of weird disconnect in their head. It's just, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I guess I never, I'm at the point now where I don't really think Christianity is like bad outright. Right. You know what I mean? I right. think it's such a broad envelope that it can contain like a multitude of worldviews. And yeah. like the Bible is such a big and dense yes. and like historical text that... Yeah. Um, if you think all of it's true, you can use portions of it to justify just about anything. You know and, what I and, mean? And we're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, just, it's uh, why you have people who like are uh, like militarizing and sort of seem ISIS-y. And then it's why you have people <laughs> who um, are like more or less like hippies and are like yeah. gay and shit. Yeah. And like still consider themselves Christians. It's right. like it's a... Uh, uh, big old brush you can paint with yeah yeah that the body is large and not all of it necessarily you know there's bacteria on bodies too you know that's true in the stomach yeah (laughs) i'm still hung up on the fact that the group was called kids on fire kids on fire is a very frightening Uh, imagery i don't i don't know that that's like a common like a super common name 
Mm, I, mean, I don't like, think so. That is like four words away from being a metal band. <laughs> it is, or like a very I early like pop kids punk on band. Fire. Yes, yes, one of those uh, those hot topic like hardcore band shirts oh, where it's yeah. like well, you're, melted you're, candy colors, you're but it's like choir, a but. dead corpse grabbing the Honestly, heart of a monster I feel truck. Like kids on Fire could be a Christian pop punk band. Like I think so too. Like oh them and Reliant God. K are headlining yeah. Bridgestone in two weeks or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Reliant K's doing. Bridgestone by themselves anytime soon. I don't think Reliant K is doing anything. No, because Matt Thiessen had a weird meltdown. That's a fun story. Did he really? Story. Yeah, I'll have to get into that sometime because if you watch uh, Reliant their... K, if you're listening, um, we love you so have much. You on the pod, baby. That'd I love you so much. Matt Thiessen, I love you so much. Your, um, your music is so me. good. August Wait, burns no, I'll red. Ask you to the to the state Hawkins dance. Yeah. Hey, Chris Tomlin. Chrissy Tom. Chris Tomlin, if you're listening, Matt Redman, if you're out there. <laughs> Come on the pod, baby. David Crowder. What's up, buddy? How oh you doing? Oh, my God. Oh. oh. <laughs> Becca's like, I got one. No, I David Crowder. I think David Crowder was what it was. David Crowder. Hillsong. Hillsong. Oh, yeah. All six of you. <laughs> we have uh, someone who is connected to Hillsong, potentially a future potentially. guest. Potentially. That'll be awesome. So but should we get into We should do a, yeah. the topic. Past, Although like, that was really good, and I don't mind. Um, no, yeah. keep that in. Yeah. That's well, great. Before... Before it's probably we, only like 15 minutes to that. Yeah, this is fine. I don't, I, think, I don't think it's that long. Before we get all the way into the youth pastor stuff, sure. I have a mild uh, corrections corner from the all last right. episode. Corrections corner with so, Becca Stugner. I don't remember if I physically said this on the pod or not, but I think that I did. When you guys were talking about um, HBO's The Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Yeah. I may or may not have said that I love documentaries. Right, and we did sort of kind of let you it, flounder. Yeah, yeah it, really, yeah. Sure. So <laughs> a couple of days after that, I texted our group me, and I was like, hey, I'm in the mood for like a good documentary. What did you guys say the name of that documentary was? And they were like, we were both uh, like, Ooh. And I came Yikes. to find out that it is a comedy series and not a documentary at all. So if you were going to take this recommendation, just know <laughs> that it's not a documentary. <laughs> That's one of my and favorite that's it. things. What's that? What's that documentary? That nice fellow, Danny McBride's opening up yes. about his life. Yeah, he does that so often when he was a baseball player briefly <laughs> and then a vice a principal. I loved when he was what a vice principal. What about when he was a special effects guy in right. the jungle making a Vietnam film? We all remember that. What about when he sold weed to Seth Rogen? Y'all well, remember he, that? I do I'm sorry, sort of. What? I consider Kinda Danny McBride okay. sort of our. Uh, <laughs> Um, a da- modern day Daniel Day Lewis in a lot of ways, where he is so method that it's hard to tell his life from his career. You know, life imitating art, man. Yeah, it's, precisely. It's oh my good lord, that's. Uh, I've I feel younger. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've lost age. age. Right. Yeah, I feel twenty two again, and when, I'm. When you came in here, you had gray in your beard, and it's gone. It's gone. Ha ha. So, so we're talking about youth bastards today. Wow, look at that segue. Uh, I believe it or not, you guys, I remember all eight of my youth pastors. I, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So we'll go in any order you want. Who has the least amount of youth pastors? I have eight. Yeah, I, I I don't know exactly how many I have, but I have somewhere around there. I would say like five or six. Five or six? Yeah, I think I'm sitting at like four or five. Four or five. So Becca... Very cool. Yeah, that's great. That's That gives you something to talk about. Yeah. So you just... If you would like, feel free to talk about your youth pastors. Yeah. We're here f- to listen and to comment 
and I otherwise be interested in what you're it's saying. Probably, it's probably good that I'm going first because mine are relatively uh, normal and uneventful. Right. And I feel like you guys are going to have some wacky shit up your oh, sleeves. Oh, we got so, well, wacky strong. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. You already have some wacky shit. <laughs> all, of my, all of my time in like youth group has been in Tennessee. So I'm trying to think of like, there were two main pastors when I was first at my first church in middle school. But that youth group was so big. How many? How many kids? A hundred ish, like somewhere. Wow, it was a lot of kids. Okay. It was a big church. Where um, was it? It was in Franklin. Brentwood. Brentwood. Yeah. So, you're not super close to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're more close with your small group leaders, who, if right. you count them, uh, they were fucking horrible. <laughs> this Yo. is the thing that I keep alluding to of like um, that we're gonna get into when we talk about friends and youth groups, yeah, and yeah, like that, um, and how I've been deeply wounded and emotionally oh god forever. oh yeah hey <laughs> badass <You know? laughs> um, metal is most fuck. of that came from these two people it was someone's mom and uh-huh. someone else's dad um and they were like all of our kids are friends and they're all boys and girls and they're all in middle school wouldn't it be great to isolate them and put them all together in a very close amount of so we were the first co-ed small group and it went very poorly because a Ooh. lot of people had crushes on everybody and like, oh, I, it was messy. But yeah. those two, um, didn't, they started to not like me cause I had a big crush on one of the guys and he started bullying me after the fact. So there was a lot of tension there and for some reason they blamed that completely on me. Whoa. Even though I oh, did not. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the problem was that you were a woman. Yeah. I think that that's tends exactly. to be the problem <laughs> yeah. in those situations. Uh, I hate it when also... I'm in an Hold argument. On. Hold and on. I find Let us men explain to you why you're a problem. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. No. Charlie, Charlie and I are going to tell you as a woman. Well, while we you're... do have spiritual authority. <laughs> they also told me um, <laughs> when I brought in for like one of those bring in your favorite song and like relate it to the Bible thing. Yeah. I brought in a Paramore song because. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, yeah. And they like. They were like, it sounds like they're being attacked, and they didn't, they didn't care for that. They didn't care. For, <laughs> this is, I mean, of course, being attacked. They didn't care really? for my emo yeah. jams. Oh, they, they sound like they're in the midst of violence. Oh, but yeah, um, it's dumb as hell. And then the other, the two that like let it, yeah, they're chill, whatever. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. I barely even really knew them. Um, the choir director mm-hmm. was a cool guy, great guy. Um, made a joke with me right after I passed out on choir tour that I didn't get because I had just regained consciousness. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pa- what I joke did he try to make? Do you do you know yeah, it at all? I was sitting in the hole. I remember all my fainting emotions yeah. very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the before and after. I was sitting like in a corner of the hallway post-fainting in a nursing home during a choir performance. Oh, my God. Um, my knees would lock a lot. Oh. And the nurses were like giving me sprites. Just like nerves? No, my knees would just lock. I don't know. Uh, for the um, listeners, Sprite and Crackers is what I'm having right now, actually. It's oh God, 100% it accurate. Yeah. But it was like those orange crackers with the peanut butter. Oh, oh those, ooh, those are man. great. Those, are, those are great. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, but I was like, yeah. And he came over and he's like, bad news. Oh, no. We're going to have to kick you off the trip. And I, he was smiling when he said it, but I was like, huh? Because I was like <laughs> literally 10 seconds back into consciousness. That guy really earned his position. Yeah, you <laughs> love to make but... jokes to people who are like in a medical situation. <laughs> yeah. Nothing diffuses the tension yeah. he was like honestly, a potentially traumatic he joke. He was a great guy. I think he's still the head of choir over there. Okay. Um, waited on him at lunch at Tupelo Honey a couple years ago and he recognized me and I looked absolutely disgusting that day which is great. <laughs> Um, but then when I switched churches, 
that one was a heck of a uh-huh. lot smaller. So we were closer to these two guys. Yeah. Um, no, no women, just these two guys. Just these two dudes. Um, and they were they were pretty cool. Oh, they um, always come in pairs. They're backwards the guys, hats. God, I really I don't know if they're gonna be on my Facebook or not, so I'm gonna keep the details. I kind of you don't have to name them. them. But one of them, I remember, like in high school, I I was doing like a pen pal thing uh-huh. with a friend of mine that was an underclassman that was gay and atheist, oh. and at the time I was still fairly Christy, <laughs> um, and still believed that I was straight as well. So right, I. <laughs> went to like love trauma on this yeah i went to my uh, youth pastor and i was like hey a... do you have any advice for like how i can go about this and like, yeah but without being offensive like i just want to give him good resources like i want to be ed- like educated when i explain my side of things yeah and he was like i don't ah like i don't really know what to say that's literally his whole fucking job yeah. is like convincing how? atheist gay kids. that's half kind of, of theological seminary kind of right half of it disappeared after that like he unfollowed sure. me on instagram which i was like is that a, is that allowed <laughs> can you just can you just disappear uh, i'm ghosting you and then like i'm ghosting my youth group that's right worse my senior year of high oh, school God. like after he had unfollowed me i had not been active in the youth group for a while and i yeah. hadn't spoken to any of them he was like hey let me know if you want to come help us with theater camp uh, and i did not um but yeah the other guy was nice nice fat guy he was funny um we love a nice fat guy <laughs> it's a good good old rotund chuckle boy yeah. oh <laughs> fat youth pastor oh man i hate it when the mood's yeah, that you're in a room when the mood is low and then a fat youth pastor he just tumbles walks in, in. <laughs> oh this guy it's he's like, like hey everybody christian john candy's here <laughs> Hell yeah. Christian Chris Farmer. Bust the tables of iniquity. That's the (laughs) bloodline. Anyways, that's it for me. Are you sure? Yeah, that, right. I didn't. I literally didn't have anything. Okay, that's crazy. fine. I don't have anything that crazy either. I mean, they, I have a diverse. What is it about youth pastors that like you just go through a bunch of them, or they uh, go through you? It's basically. a tumultuous. It's kind of like when. Okay, so the way church structure, this is what I think it is. They from want a to be church real structure. Yeah, yeah, so it's like being on the serving line at Chipotle or being the kitchen manager. Right, right. Like, <laughs> youth pastors are on the front lines giving you like, your rice and beans. <laughs> I also think that it I is guess. like one of the more. Dealing with adults is hard, yeah. but dealing with teenagers yeah. is like really hard. And it, draw, it draws mean? one of two types of people. Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll find what, out more about this. It either draws the uh, perpetually immature. Yeah, that's true. It's mostly these like semi-athletic, thirty-something men, and like who I think are don't have like a good discretion. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, they don't. Yeah. So they, well, they, that's some of my stories. Is like yeah. the what the? Why would you say that to <laughs> yeah. a group of kids? Right, right. And then the other side are are people. And this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, in particular, for me, it was a very intelligent, overqualified woman who, like, got in a little over her head and then just, like, we'll get into it. But, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the two types of people that are drawn to youth pastoralship. I don't know what it is. I also youth think pastor, right? <laughs> pedophiles should probably be on that list. It, it should, but I don't, uh, I I don't want to spoil person. the game okay, we're going to play yeah, later. Because it's definitely, that's why I said the perpetually immature. Yeah. Because I think part of pedophilia is this inability to, whether it's a mental 
defect or like a it is sort of be, like to groom a child you have to be yeah. like i'm just like you like yeah. you and i are friends and like yeah. we connect on a level that like other adults which is a horror understand. movie when you say yeah. a 30 year old yeah. man to a 16 year old girl is like hey we're just having a rap sesh i just thought like all the male youth pastors are like 30 yeah. and older but uh-huh. every female youth pastor i've ever had is like 20 yeah they're they're super young hmm. That's normally, normally. But that's yeah. That's so weird. in my experience, normally we had male youth pastors, yeah. and then their wives were like involved. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they like um, Lady often pastors. they there was uh, like one guy where his wife led worship. They, right. They, they always found a way to like also be involved. Yeah. Because I feel like once you're in the ministry, it's like your whole fucking family's in the ministry. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you sort of can't escape. Oh, yeah. Well, you surely know that better <laughs> oh, than Oh, I know a yeah. thing or two. Um, <laughs> who? Who, boy? <laughs> wow. Welcome to my life. I don't know. That's a song, I think. Go ahead, Charlie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so I'm trying to think through in order. Uh, we, bef- right before I, like, entered into youth pastor age, there was a guy, I believe his name was Casey, and I don't feel bad blowing up his spot because I don't remember yeah. if that's his real name or not. But um, you're not, I, And again, you're not giving last names. Right, You're not exactly. describing him. No, you're I know. like, look but for I, this guy, guys. I will probably post this on Facebook. Right. And, like, I am friends with people on Facebook Same. who will talk about this for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but Oh, goodness. Shit, my whole family. <laughs> you're be- just now? I came to this realization, like, uh, driving home from the last record. <laughs> oh no, his family. <laughs> no, no, not your family. I was no, like, I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the, I. So I believe his name was Casey. Mm-hmm. He cheated on his wife, I, I think, and there was some sort of like. We just knew it was like sex. You know what I mean? Like as everybody's tittering. Twelve titties. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're like, like we know there was fucking involved. They touched. Right, right. And so uh, he became sort of a running joke throughout the time that I was in youth group where it was like, (laughs) like anytime we'd go on mission trips, like dudes would be like, he's hot. Casey's hiding in the walls. He's going to get you. Oh my God. Like, yeah, they would make like, oh, they made way worse jokes. I heard a lot of racist jokes in youth group. Oh, good. The most racist jokes I heard in youth group. (laughs) Wonderful. Truthfully, youth group was probably the most secular extracurricular I did. You know, that makes perfect sense. Like I played to, more video games at youth group. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I did it at home. I met people from the quote unquote outside world. Yeah. Or like like people who went to public school and right. shit. I met way more of them through youth group than I did through like my school or the theater that I did. So it was this weird thing where it was like, technically this is the holy place, but like everyone I met there was like, let's fuck around and play football, baby. You know <laughs> That's I mean? all youth group is. I, really. It, Honestly. Um, so I think the next guy that they brought in was, um, I believe he was very like law and order. Uh-huh. Not like the show. Like he... <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> Dum, dum. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. McCoy. That's what he'd say to us when he'd like catch us running in the halls. <laughs> Just a little walking wa- talks. I'll allow it, but I'm watching you, Mr. McCoy. Just a lot of like really clipped dialogue <laughs> done with the walk and talk. Or we'd be like, he'd be like, "Hey, anybody know who uh, uh, pushed up one of the ceiling tile panels in in the rec room?" And we're like unpacking boxes of fruit or something. <laughs> You're we're, like, tossing it to each yeah, other. Yeah, like wiping off a glass. And one was just chewing gum. And he's like, "No, I never seen it or nothing." <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, he was like cool, man. I, I mean, 
I don't think I would get along with him now. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, there's no way. But also, like... I don't know. I like He wasn't ever... He was just trying to, like, keep the peace mm-hmm. in this youth space that was sort of a disarray, I feel yeah. like. Um, at a point, they, like, split the middle and high school. Yeah. and Junior, the, senior high. Uh, Is yeah, that what they call exactly. it? Okay. I think they did, like, like lower... I. Uh, from this is also sort of a correction from the last episode, but um, the name of my youth group was Engage. Engage. The the one word name of my youth yeah. group was Engage, and I think that that was a a part of this split. Like it became Engage once this happened. But they got another guy who was like sort of way more of a golden retriever. He was the guy whose wife was. Um, like very involved in yeah. the worship stuff. They like got a dog while when they became our youth pastors, and so it sort of felt like they were like, like here to stay, and they're having a kid. You know what I mean? But yeah. after a while, they just like stepped away. Like uh, she is a wedding photographer, so like they just um, uh, made a shit ton of money through that, and it was like, why would I? It, I'm like. I can't give the youth pastoring my full attention, I think, is probably yeah. part of it. Um, they were fine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like them a lot. I, I've I probably kept in touch most with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't really keep in touch with the Law & Order guy just because, like, I don't know. He always seemed like way more of an adult, you know what I yeah. mean? Like we were saying, it's like yeah. these people sort of are kids in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the next guy they brought in... Oh, they brought in this interim who I think was, like, really cool. And he, like... Uh, I don't... Rem- he was not there for that long, so that's part of it. It's, like, I don't remember him ever being, like, um, a dick to me, theoretically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, he- I remember him, like, specifically going out of his way when people were telling racist jokes and being like, don't do that, man. Because somebody here, even if you don't think you really believe that, somebody here really believes that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like putting that. Wow, in that's uh, surprisingly that's good. progressive. That's yeah, great. Yeah, but he was an interim, and he was like, I think he was also probably like in his twenties. Mm-hmm. And there was another female like youth person who came yeah. along with him that was like his equivalent, but they disappeared after a while. And then um, the next guy who came in was like. I'm here to stay, baby. He like signed a contract with <laughs> oh, us. God. He was like, I want to be a youth pastor forever. Like, this is my thing. And we were like, we love cool. you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neat, man. <laughs> Exciting, right? Why does that feel like a red flag? Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. Charlie's going to tell you. Charlie, um, Charlie got answers. <laughs> All right. He was sort of like also very much a kid sure he was there when they had this big expansion of the church and it like sort of became more mega churchy and so like i think he got a bunch of money and what i've heard is because he was just like let go suddenly the summer before i came to college so it was like Hmm. um like sort of like one final stab in the back right before i'm out you know what i mean um but he was like I think what I what I have gathered from people is that he was just like spending way too much money and just being like, uh, I need um, uh, a bunch of bow ties, a bunch of like really expensive bow ties to uh, properly minister to these kids. So that's going on the <laughs> like church credit card or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And um, jeez, I I don't know. Like he also clearly had 
boundary problems. You know what uh, I mean? I feel like a yeah. lot of these dudes have boundary problems. Yeah. But oh, I think his like wife was pregnant too at the time. It was Oof. Dude, it was insane. Oof. <laughs> but you know, my memories with him when he was my youth pastor mm-hmm. were fond. Like we would like play pranks on him and <laughs> They, they they were never like that xenophobic. I feel okay. like they were always the like most progressive force in the church. Oh wow! But they also were like dr- what drew them to youth ministry. I think was like being a crazy person. <laughs> so oh. or or being a person who like um is unworkable in some way. You know what I right. mean? Not the law and order it. guy. Like, I think he could definitely have other jobs. Sure. Um, yeah. But the the dudes who were more, like, childlike, I think that they were like, eh, I guess I'm just doing this. Maybe it's anyway. part of the same thing that draws people to, like, comedy. Yeah. There's, I, I feel like a lot of youth pastors would have been at least decent comedians. Oh, you Not know all of they've them. been to an open mic. Yeah. I know they have. I, as many puns as they yeah. try and work in there. Well, they're writing oh every God. week. Mm-hmm. They're doing similar, if not more, work to a stand-up. Yeah. Like so are head head pastors. Like they're they're just public speakers. Yeah. Like honestly, they're trained in the art of public speaking and like how to how to elicit a response from an audience. Right. Like, but with youth pastors specifically, knowing how to joke and how to riff those things. And, like, how to appeal to kids. Yeah, Yeah. which, how better than to make them laugh? Because then they're yours. But I would say, like you, um, the experiences that I had with youth pastors, like the actual dudes in charge, were, um, like, uh, pretty innocent and, like, nothing that terrible right but like the the real like crazy people in the church that i interacted with were like small group leaders or like wednesday night leaders some yeah. some like small group leaders are batshit man i mean it's just somebody's dad that they assigned yeah. you to so it's really all these like kids are in bag. my goddamn sorry sherry gosh darn house <laughs> i mean sometimes you would get one who was like cool and chill and right and everybody would know who the one was that was like cool and yeah. chill but then sometimes you get one who's just like well, we have to talk about how like the uh, America's being overrun by like the Muslim horde. Or <laughs> oh whatever. God! How many yeah. times when I was a kid after nine eleven did my my dad mention like, well, in the Quran they literally talk about chopping people's head off. Yeah, uh, they're that training sort of their kids Is your up. Dad, King of the Hill. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> my dad is a little I don't Hank know Hill. That character's name. Hank Hill? You had half of it. <laughs> you had. You literally. Had. It's in the name <laughs> of the show. It's part of the. It's part of the show too. I'm sorry. Okay, I perfect. just remembered though, like. What up? Uh, What'd you remember? What'd my, you remember? My youth pastors, when I moved churches, they mm-hmm. used to make fun of me for how I fell asleep on the bus. What? And I'm still self-conscious about how I fall asleep. On oh my gosh! And, and in cars to this day. I'm sorry. So I fold. If it's on a bus specifically, I feel like I have to demonstrate this. But I, I for the listener, she is folding up like a camping I'm chair. I'm gonna decide whether or not you should be ashamed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Charlie is the put arbiter. Pillow, I'll put my pillow either on my legs or like on the seat in front yeah. of me, yeah. and then I'll like fold myself in half. And like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I understand it. Yeah. I get where it's coming Specifically from. Specifically just on buses when there's someone next to me. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. oh my God, if I fell asleep on their shoulder, I would I would kill myself. <laughs> and you can't put your head on the window because you'll bounce and rattle yeah. and nothing will That's ever happen. That's true. Do you ever try going straight back? On but a, I guess sometimes... On a bus? Yeah, I like feel like... a school bus? No. Like sitting up? Just mm, like head... I don't know. I, I will sometimes I do like do a that. triangle. I freak out. 
they were I like remember, a 45 degree angle. I remember I we this. were on like a nine hour trip to some retreat or something. And I did that. And I was like right about to fall asleep. And one of them was like, what are you doing? Oh, that's the best is when they facilitate bullying. Oh, yeah. love it. You love that. <laughs> love it. I was like, I'm trying to sleep. And they're like, why do you sleep like that? And it was like a whole thing. And every, I don't know. Where do you wear your every, visor like that? Every time there was another trip, it was brought up. And then like for the whole rest of my life, I've always been aware of that. I don't think I would have made fun of you there for that. But I definitely <laughs> would have pulled me aside later. No, no. I think I would have hey, like, did you, you guys see how Becca was sleeping on the bus? That shit was crazy. Yeah, that seems more... Yeah, you know that's what? more even bullying though. That's more just, that's like, just like I noticed an, an yeah, analysis. Exactly. It's observational it. comedy. It's yeah. Brian Reagan. Hey, hey, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, you get you get it. You know what's up. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, Dylan. Oh, okay. Home. All right, eight pastors and their wives. I remember all their names. And their wives. Yeah, and it was always the same way at my church. It was always pastor and missus, or miss pastor and miss. What? So like, you what, mean some of them were. No. Oh, wow. The misses. <laughs> Cartoon eyes. Whoa. <laughs> the, no, they were. Cartoon like. And the misses. And the misses. You had to tilt tip your hat, hat too. Them, yeah. yeah, when I got off my horse and tied it up. Oh, on my star. <laughs> that is literally. Can't wait to sing desert song today in worship. I shit you Roaring not. like a lion. <laughs> the last like three things that you guys said are the entire plot of the of the play Inherit the Wind. <laughs> I uh, believe that. Like two I'm to tea. read it. <laughs> so my first pastor that I remember that took care of kids. So I remember from children's church all the way into early college. I I helped youth groups early college. But uh so first was uh Pastor Marcus and Miss Sarah. And I remember them like Pastor Marcus was a handsome dude. Miss Sarah was kind of cool. They both played music. Pastor Marcus played the keyboard. Miss mm. Sarah sang. And like they were pretty neat. I don't all my youth pastors I'm like I at least thought they were cool. Yeah. And I wanted them to like me. Oh, yeah. Like, all eight of these people, I was just like, yes, please. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next was Pastor Brett and Miss Amy. They replaced Pastor Marcus and Miss Sarah because Pastor Marcus and Miss Sarah got called to go to another church, which is a common occurrence, especially for youth pastors, is to get called to different churches. It's how they try to climb a ladder. They see a hole, and they try to fill that hole. Right, of Every course. time that they would yeah. say someone got called to another church when I was younger, I always imagined them being like, that God was like, Hey. And they would like pick up, yeah, God. And he would be like, "Do you? You're going think... over this? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they think that happens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know that absolutely. Because there's like sometimes, and then sometimes it's also like, well, if you stay it. here, you have no job. And they're like, cool, I'll look around. Sick. Yeah. Thank <laughs> need, you. Need I'll really check the church called. classifieds. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I've just gotten a call from Christ, and he's saying <laughs> he's you have saying... to go to a new. Fancy, like it's a modern Art Deco church. It's and either that or it's like a church in like in Podunk, the corner of Antioch. Or suddenly it's normally... I'm Lottie Moon. <laughs> Heading out, baby. Oh, I, I have been called to a 25 member <laughs> cow church, right outside of a literal graveyard. I've been, <laughs> like, I've been called to a church that uh, it's held on the 
couch on I-40. It's been there a while. So we had a music minister who left, and he didn't fuck around with that. Because he had had a bunch of adopted kids. And our congregation was very white, and he was like, I'm going to Florida, because look around at this congregation. The demographics in Florida are going to be more akin, and I want to have my kids growing up around people who look like them. So, like, see y'all. He didn't fuck around with that. I like that. Jesus Christ just got in my ear, and he told me that head down to Orlando. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's, so It's a lot to more me. pleasant to think and believe that God wants you to go somewhere else than, oh, these people don't want me or appreciate me. Right. Yeah, yeah. so I understand. <laughs> I got fired. I love that idea of just like, oh, what's that, the Lord? Okay. <laughs> that's like, like a beer, big ear trumpet. It's yeah. like, oh, what's that? <laughs> that's like, you can't fire me, I quit, but it's yeah. like, you can't fire me, God I'm told called, me to go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm called somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's how it felt. <laughs> so same story, Pastor Brett and Miss Amy. Uh, super cool. They didn't sing though. They just had tracks, and they would just play the tracks and let us sing and to they them. Would sort of like rap over them. Yeah, <laughs> but Pastor Brett was like, <laughs> yeah, like karaoke, bad karaoke. <laughs> Pastor Brett was like really cool and kind of a dad figure, and he was there for a long time. And I helped him out once I got into high school, so I did all their theater skits on Sundays. Did they put on karaoke tracks and just like throw you guys to the wolves or were they like- <laughs> no they let it they also did like those uh kooky uh, uh <laughs> sign language motions oh, to songs yeah, yeah. who's who can't do who you came from heaven to earth to show the way right. i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> those were cool it just made becca shudder shudder she shuddered <laughs> so then so right after that i go into middle school right and like I don't remember. I remember being in like fifth grade and like looking ahead and seeing all the like middle and high schoolers walking over to their groups and being like, soon. (laughs) I was just so excited. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be so, I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to try to be everybody's friend. Someday that's, that'll be me. (laughs) Big lights. Right. Like a pool table. (laughs) Yeah. They have a GameCube. Right. (laughs) So I get there and they're in like the middle of this shift where. Uh, they don't have a senior high pastor, but they do have a middle school pastor, and it's Pastor Sean. And Pastor Sean is just this nice guy in the Army Reserves. He's got a shaved head and a motorcycle, and yeah. indeterminate origin. No idea where he's from. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> just a drifter in the Army. <laughs> kind of. You know, like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, and he, well, he's got such like a, a an emotionless voice. Not monotone, just emotionless. And, like, you can tell he wants to do a good job, but it's not what he should be doing. Like, when he preached, it was just like, ugh, we get it. Like, yeah. never a harder crowd than me in middle school <laughs> to this this yokel trying right. to teach me about the Lord, man. I'm not into it. His, I was just like, his message, I'm critiquing. I was critiquing him like I do stand-ups now. It was just like, his messages are bad. <laughs> he, he doesn't even stand up. He sits on the stool the whole time. He holds the mic weird. <laughs> like, so that's Pastor Sean. He was nice. I just, he wasn't very personable. And I yeah. felt, I feel bad for him now because I was like, this is a guy thrust into a position trying to do the best he can. <laughs> and and I thought he was a horrible person. And he wasn't. He really wasn't. He was never mean to anybody. And eventually I think he, he stepped down and I could just see like the, oh, thank God on his yeah. face. <laughs> oh, finally someone wants to be here. And next, this is the big one that I remember. And this is from like seventh grade to 10th grade. And it's uh, Pastor Nick and Miss Sherry. Now, Pastor Nick is what I first encountered as the dude bro youth pastor. Like, he played football in college at Trevecca University. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
so he was scouted by like at least the Dolphins. At least the Dolphins. Uh, he had like the nice Southern looking family. Like his wife had the Karen restaurant haircut and yeah. like mm. bright cherry red lipstick. I just mm. remember that. And I thought oh, he was so eyebrows? cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. And like yeah. either a pantsuit or like a power skirt. <laughs> you uh, know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> at all times. And nude nude heels of some kind and when they got out of the car together it looked like a mom was dropping off her like delinquent son because he was always in like shirt time to go honey <laughs> yeah <laughs> i dressed up for date night right <laughs> yeah pretty much and like if he had to wear a button-up you could tell it was begrudgingly because it's like half tucked in yeah. and like unbuttoned at the top because it gets too hot <laughs> like you work at a church <laughs> yeah dude like the but one place you, you definitely have to dress up. It's the whole deal. That's why I did youth group. Because I can wear cargo shorts and an old t-shirt. Yeah. I feel like church, once you get to high school, is just seeing to what limit you can push nice jeans. <laughs> yeah. Shirt. How many holes can I put in these jeans before they're no longer pants? I also definitely wore like At me last time we recorded. Could see uh, your entire 3D thigh. glasses that I like pushed. I threw the... those jeans out when I got home. What you know it? what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? I wore you like fake 3D glasses that I pushed the lenses. Oh, yeah, just to be like, like oh, hipster. hipster. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, we all did it after yeah. we saw Wolverine three Origins in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> so we took. That's a me. I know. That's fine. Uh, Pastor Nick was the first one. I was like, I really want him to like me and he wouldn't Aww. i was a theater kid and he was like hey if you play any recognizable sport and or are a cheerleader you're my people and like that was the first time i saw like a division between that's so fucked to come in and be like yeah. i like jocks baby <laughs> he legit like every wednesday was a sports contest hmm. and like oh like i was used to games like we would do like the baseball bat spinning your head on that i think that we should talk about games we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah, games talk about oh we're gonna talk sports. we're gonna talk about games <laughs> We're going to talk about gross out contests. We're going to do all that stuff. Uh, we're going to do lockouts. We got it all coming. Okay, cool. But like Pastor Nick was the first one like I would talk to and I could tell he wasn't listening to me. Yeah. Because he was just like glazed over. I was like, oh God, he's talking about Samuel Beckett again. I'm done. I'm <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or like, I don't care what a Green Lantern is. was <laughs> like, whoop, right over the head for that guy. And uh, so his exit from the church was a little like more fall from grace. I kind of mentioned on the first one. But like one Sunday we all come in and we're all just like, Pastor Nick's so cool. I hope he never leaves. And like he comes on stage and all the kids are ushered out of the room. And we're like, what? Oh, okay. Damn. So we leave. And so I'm sitting outside. We had to leave. Every youth kid had to leave. And we're just like, what's going on? And then you just see him leaving, crying to his car with his whole family. And they leave the church. And like that Sunday, he stepped down because he admitted in front of the whole church he, that he had fallen back into his pill addiction. Oh, One. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that it had gotten so bad again that it was, like, threatening his family's finances. And he was oh being, like, immediately taken to, like, rehab. Yeah. And nobody wanted to tell us that. I had to find out from a friend's mom. Like, I mean, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. They wouldn't tell us Hey, that. you know that person in your life who <laughs> you know you, up until super now, close to? <laughs> you were supposed to be, like, as close to them, basically, as, like, they're, like, a third parent almost. Yes. Yeah. Now they're out of your life, and we're not telling you why. Yeah. I mean... And then you find out it's as big as that. Right. Uh, we had stuff like that where, like, somebody... Uh, it, this was in my um, uh, theater group. But, yeah. like, we had a person who was an abuser and, like, ended up abusing one of the kids in the program. <laughs> and we found out after, like, years. Yeah. And then, but you would find out through 
hushed tones yeah. and whispers from other people right. who knew. It would always filter down the pipeline. And it's like, yeah. dude, this that is like, it's not hitting me and it's not touching me, yeah. but it's like the lowest key child abuse. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, yeah. like manipulating me psychologically. It's, it's emotional yeah. abuse for sure yeah. in some respects. Well, it's emotional neglect, I think, to not tell someone something they need to know yes, it's negle- yeah. in a way to me it's neglecting someone by not giving them information that they need for their emotional health they need to understand especially these if things it's happen. someone in their life who they're supposed to be trusting and then there's this you're ripping betrayal. a safety net away from right. a child that's yeah. that's hard did that's they, not right did they tell you like anything like did they say he's they said well he's he's like, going away he's not going to be preaching here anymore okay. because of some emotional issues some family issues he's out okay and then well, eventually I mean, that's, if, that's that's okay it's it's not great no it's not but it's better than like you them being like where do you go and then being like <laughs> i don't know who <laughs> who are you talking <laughs> yeah, about which has they, happened they, before yeah, like, yeah well it does yeah people like i've i've even had it in work situations where like a manager quits or leaves yeah. or like something happens and people <laughs> act like they don't know. A I don't know what you're talking thing. about. Yeah. yeah. That I hated insane. that. And that's, that was one of the first big ones that I recognized. The next one, these are the ones that I spent my, the most of my time with is pastor Mark and Miss Allison. Yeah. These are the ones that ushered in a new era of like <laughs> art centered youth group, which they were, they were the ones, they not only led the worship band, but they also pastor Mark preached and Miss Allison had the most beautiful voice I've ever heard. I still listen. She puts up Facebook videos of her singing with her son, Sam, and and he plays drums, and he beatboxes. God, they're just so cool. Um, they're still so cool, but like Miss Allison sings. Are you sure this guy wasn't lovely. Toby Mac? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they dress, he dressed like Toby Mac. Oh, okay. Um, Pastor Mark was really neat because he, he had good taste in comedy. He's where I found a lot of comedians, actually. He he pointed me in this direction, whether he knew it or not. Yeah. Um, but he was he was so instrumental and in, in like calming me down because that was when I first started being noticing anxiety I wasn't talking about it. I didn't know what it was but like we went to a Cornerstone Music Festival which there will be long discussions about I'm sure in the future because it's one of my favorite things but uh, we were there and we were just hanging around a campfire we weren't even doing like a small group thing like on those trips what I really appreciated there was no effort to do like well we also have to have church because in his head this music festival is a christ Center music festival so church is all around you so i don't have to force it down your you're throat doing church. you're yeah. you're in the yeah. middle you're volunteering right to be there for free but you're also helping people for free so like you're doing a christ-like thing you're serving others yeah you're with your church group so you're talking about god at least a little and you're seeing bands who while they may not explicitly say anything about god they're also not going the other way either and they, and they'll talk to you about God afterwards, and they're, the the they're pretty nice normally. Like you'll see them walking around this festival, and you can say hi to Crouton from Family Force Five if you wanted to. I'd love to. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> or Aaron from Me Without Crouton You from Family Force Five. If you're, hey, if you're listening, listening. <laughs> come on the pod, man. We'd love to have you. Yeah, man, we'd love to have you and and Aaron all the Family from Force Five. Me Without You is on. I don't want to say a friend, but like a mutual follower in the Paramore family. Oh my god. On her podcast. Oh my god. I will find him. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but like. I remember opening up one night out of the blue to, to Pastor Mark and my other friend Mark Sandemont. Uh, that's his whole name. Uh, that's fine. He would be fine with it. Um, they were really cool because we talked about, like, I was I had been, like, looking at porn since I was 12 at this point. Yeah. And it was just, like, really weighing on me at that point. And I opened up to them about it. I didn't tell them what kind. I just told them porn in general. Yeah. 
And what really haunted me was the type, but I didn't want to get into that because right. I didn't want to think less of me, which is like a whole nother weird thing. No, no, I <laughs> but, uh, but they were just like really encouraging. They were like, yeah, man, us too. Like we're, and just to, to, to say it so plainly and honestly to a 16 year old, no one in my life had done that to that point. They that were just like, incredible. yeah, man, yeah. they were so cool. Yeah. And, and they were there after we left that church. Cause we left that church when I was 17 cause of some real weird stuff that happened to my mom. And uh, with her permission, I'll share that sometime maybe. But, like, it fucked my mom up. They haven't been able to find a church since. Um, It's just, ugh, it's gross. Gross situation. But uh, one day before we left the church, I told Pastor Mark, I was like, yeah, man, even if I leave, I'll always, like, reach out to you. And he's like, no, you won't. And that always stuck with me because I haven't. And I was like, he was right. You could. I could. And sometimes I do. But it's never the same. Because him and his wife got a divorce. So, like, there's a lot of baggage there for Uh, him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, like, I'm not... uh, I'm not trying to dredge up any trauma for him. Yeah, you I know. understand that. Uh, but he played guitar, and she sang, and it was just really cool. They had fun games that I liked. They facilitated video game uh, like tournaments, yeah. and we had like pancake eating contests one time. That was fun. That, to me, is like what a youth pastor should be. I think so, too. Yeah, he's, he's the bar by which I set most other ones. Yeah. Oh, finally, this one. Holy crap. So this is when I graduated, or when I got into college. And it was my first year at my school that I ended up graduating from. But I, I started going to a Methodist church, which if you knew me growing up, I was like, I'll never go to a Methodist church. Yeah. They're like, they don't know God. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, I was a judgmental. Uh, but I was raised that way. I yeah. was like, well, here's the here's the denominations that have the better understanding of who God is. And here's the ones that don't. And on the list of ones who don't, Methodist was like middle high on well, that list. Hey, if it's any consolation, like the... I'm sure the Methodists and the Presbyters think the same about you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm sure They're there's like, there's branches oh, that do. Those wacky, like, like <laughs> those wacky snake yeah, handling weirdos. No, for yeah, real. for real. And yeah. they're like, I met those people, and I yeah. met the people who were like, no, no, it's all about like rigid structure, yeah. like the same hymn book. Yep. Um, it, there's no like, uh, what they call smells and bells, which yeah. is like any sort of. Anything entertaining <laughs> in any way. Smells and bells. That's crazy. That's the, cool. The, oh, they especially would accuse like Eastern Orthodox and Catholics of, oh, ha- of being like, like smells the censors. and bells. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Man, I've never heard that. That's so cool. Yeah. So I started going to this Methodist church because I wanted, because I was hanging out at the Methodist Foundation on campus because it was free meals and Wi-Fi, so I just hung out there all the time. Yeah. It's how they get you <laughs> in, in college. And uh, I started going to this church, helping the youth group, and I met the youth pastor. Her name was Becca, and, like, she was Hello. so cool. I know. <laughs> it's part of why I'm drawn to you. It's like, oh, people named Becca are cool, and I was right. <laughs> My next youth pastor, Charlie. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Our brains explode. <laughs> and Becca uh, was the calmest person I've ever met. She took anyone with a with like any kind of mental hang up. That's when I was having full blown panic panic attacks two or three times a day, and she just took me and my friend Ashley to her house, let us sit on her couch, and she taught us how to breathe. And like she was like, "I will not go anywhere. You tell me what you need, and we'll go do it right now." She's the first person to ever do that while I suffered with anxiety. And like, so I wanted to follow her. I was like, "I want to do what she does." Yeah, that's why I thought I'll be a youth pastor because she's a youth pastor. I was like, "That's what you can do with this position." Is like. So she would take in kids, like there were some some people with some, um, I don't know, 
somewhere on the spectrum and she would take them in during service and just like spend time with them and like nobody else would do yeah she led by example and other people followed and like the methodist church was the most accepting church in the town i was in nice they did the most service in the community they were they fed the homeless the elderly the sick they visited hospitals every other week they were doing this all the time nobody was unhappy everybody wanted to be at church and even though it was like hymnals and like a short sermon on the dot, brother Randy let us out at like 1130. Yeah. He was like, Oh, I don't need to talk any longer. <laughs> he was the wisest, gentlest man I've ever met. Becca was the wisest, brother gentlest Rand. woman. Yeah, I know. And he wore like the stole. He did the whole thing. Wow. And like, it's a Methodist church. They don't have to do that. But yeah. like he but did the whole can. thing and he but when did. I, when I hear brother Randy, I imagine someone in like baggy car yeah. shorts going like, it's the Aziz Ansari character, Randy. <laughs> Randy! <laughs> Randy! Okay, who's ready for the word of the Lord? Brother Randy would like shut that guy down so fast. <laughs> I'm sure. Because his presence was so calming. If you were a chatterbox like me, yeah. you'd just be like, just silently nod. And be like, and he wasn't, he would just smile at you. How are you? And I'll be like, I'm okay, I guess. And I am now. <laughs> yeah. You're so comforting. But Becca was the same way. And Becca, like, just so good with these kids. She was never on their maturity level. She was always above it, but she was always open and there for them. Yeah. So what you were talking about, that's what you think a youth pastor should be like. She modeled that so well where she was like, actually, I'm 30 years old. I know more than you, but I'm not going to condescend to you. Right. You're an adult too, sort of. Like, that's how she treated it. It was like, you, you can handle what I'm going to tell you, but I, you can't make these decisions yet legally. I'm not allowed to let you do that. Right, right. And one night, I remember this so clearly because she helped me deal with this like horrible mental time. She took away everything that was poisonous in my life. She helped me get rid of it, and she kept it until I could handle it again. Yeah. And that was so cool because like, it helped me get over some stuff. And then she told me one night, and she was like, hey, no matter what happens, I'll always be available for you. And I'll always be in your life. No matter what you need, I'm not going anywhere. You're like my brother. We have similar stories. Like, you know, we're you're where you're supposed to be. That sort of thing. Yeah, Very yeah. comforting thing to say to someone. That afternoon, she said that that morning, that afternoon, we show up at the foundation for like a small group with her. And we're just, we're excited. Yeah. She doesn't show up. And it gets later and later. And then church elders start showing up. And they come in and we're like, hey, what's going on? And we're college age, so like we're not in the youth group, but she's also in charge of the college age kids. Right, right, right. And they're like, um, something's happened. They're not telling us. And we're like, oh, we're in our 20s. You can tell us. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we need to know. Uh, they read a letter from Becca, and she says, I regret to inform you I have to leave the church. It's nothing against any of you. I'll always, I'll always love and cherish the memories I have of each and every one of you, that sort of thing. And then no reason why she's leaving. And we're just like, what? What the what? fuck? Truly, no one knew for months why she just up and left. And we got, we went through the stages of grief. We yeah. were mad, all of that. And uh, I remember my friend Ashley and I calling, going to her house. She couldn't be found. Her husband was home, but she wasn't home. She just disappeared. What? So, in the, this is not why, but in the Methodist church, the Methodist church has a method of, oh God. Of keeping, I'm mad that I that That's was unintentional. The, That's their whole thing. The name. <laughs> yeah, it's their whole thing. They have a, a a a practice of moving pastors around after a set period of time, so people don't become dependent on a pastor, but on the word of God. Like that's their reasoning: is we don't keep one pastor for long, 
because we don't want you to see them as higher than you ought to. They are, they are people. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. Right. right. Yeah. I I hear that. That's, that's cool. It's a hard life for these people who choose to do it. Right. But like, that's what they do. And, um, we thought that might've been it, but it wasn't. We found out later from someone who was in like the meeting when she was told she had to leave the church. So she didn't do it of her own free will. Oh, okay. They made her leave because legally she's not allowed to say and do some things, but she was telling us the college age kids confidential things that we weren't supposed to know that broke the church's breach of trust from what I understand. And this is partially hearsay Yeah, because this is what I remember being told. And that broke my heart. Cause I was like, this person molded me for a long time. Do you know what that would be? What sort of stuff? I, I figure, saying? I figure it's probably some secret about a church member that had, yeah, she had been told okay. in confidence. Cause she also did counseling right. from what I remember and what they tell her legally, not supposed to tell other people. Right. And she, she didn't have a habit. She wasn't running her mouth. She wasn't gossiping, but her examples were of these people. And she never, I don't know if it was, she, I don't know if she told me anything. Um, but just hearing that, I was like, what? No, like that. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do that. Like that can't be right. That's, that can't be right. And it just like destroyed all this trust I had built in that church specifically. And they tried to keep me coming back because they wanted me to help lead the youth group for a while. Yeah. And you're just help. No, I wanted to for the kids, for the kids. I was like, these people lost their leader. Yeah. They are broken. There's like 15 kids and they're so close to her and they're just like, the girls are so just beside themselves crying because yeah. Becca led these, the women were powerful in that group. The women and the teen girls were just like, the boys had no sway. Like in, in a cool way, I thought, where yeah. it was like, oh, this is neat. Like This is very, not like what you would see in this, other, or this typical is not church in structure, yeah. not typical church yeah. structure, more matriarchal than patriarchal. Huh. Just kind of interesting and neat. I was like, oh, I like this dynamic. It's different. <laughs> but like, uh, whether that's true or not, that's what I was told, and it really devastated me. And she would text me every now and then. She still does occasionally. Uh, but all I want, every fiber of my being just wants to go like, hey, what happened? Yeah, I think you Because you never should. talked to us again. She won't tell us. Now it's like a legal thing, like for real. I texted... So that sounds very, very similar to mm-hmm. my last youth pastor experience, the guy yeah. who, who ended up getting fired because yeah. he was spending a bunch of money. And like even down to like, I'm going to be with you forever and yeah. then like get themselves fired because they're like just a little too candid or a, <laughs> yeah. a little too loose. You know what I yeah. mean? And um, what's crazy about it is uh, I texted that dude. Yeah. I was like, will you tell me? And he was like, um, you know, wait a few years. And he <laughs> me. So I waited a few years and I yeah. texted him and it was like, nah, that's the old me. I don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. And so, like, I've, I'll just never have any real answers to that. Yeah, there's no closure for that. And that's a Maybe we'll have fucking bummer. Yeah, I thought about that. I could get... <laughs> I feel like listening. I might be able to get back on. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd ask her. I'm I'm sure <laughs> get to know. That's weird. Hey, you want to come be in my podcast where we talk at length about things that have how hurt us? How you fucked up? How <laughs> <laughs> you messed up me? Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about how, like... How you took you someone's did trust. a bad job? <laughs> <laughs> well, with those riffs in mind, guys, it's time for a game. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of games. <laughs> so <laughs> that in mind, I have managed to to make a little slideshow for uh, for my co-hosts here. 
and I've gathered the the names and, and crimes of some actual youth pastors, and I'm going to read their names out loud. I'm going to show you uh, their mugshot, and I just want to see if you guys can, uh, who's Lance style, yeah. <laughs> riff, riff some hilarious... And, um- so for those of you at home, follow us on Instagram at um, YGSSG Podcast, and yeah. I will be uploading all these mugshots so you can play along with us. And I'll yeah. do my best to describe them as we're... That's part of the riffery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you guys I don't have know, the best riff... that could get in a tricky area with like race, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, no, no, no. I, I was very specific in the pictures <laughs> oh, I chose. Oh, okay. They're all white youth Yeah, they're all white Hell dudes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, of course they are. Yeah. We uh, love a straight white man who committed a crime. <laughs> oh, God, we do. Are there a lot do. of those? <laughs> I don't know, because if well, if you look at you saying that in the, the crime shirt you're wearing right now, <laughs> you look at the crime stats of the FBI and the CIA. It's like yeah. almost like they are um, the, all the criminals they find tend to be of not white race. For those oh, of you at home, Charlie no. is wearing a handmade tie dye shirt with Jeffrey Epstein on it and Bill Clinton together. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll be. We'll take a picture. <laughs> yeah, we need to take a picture yeah. after this episode. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so follow us on Instagram at YGSSG Podcast, and you can, yeah, like Becca said, you can play along. Uh, whoever will just try to win a caption contest. Yeah, we'll uh, see who has the, f- and we'll read them out loud on the air. We'll see who the funniest one was. Unless they suck. Unless they suck, and then yeah, we won't they do suck it. Ass. Uh, so for bonus points on this game, if you can guess what his actual crime was, which we'll tell in the following slide, you could just get bonus points. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's look at the slideshow I made called What? Did this youth pastor do a Y-A-G-S-S-G original? <laughs> I even chose a nice theme. Yeah, I've I know. This is quite, it. Oh it looks like God. the price right. is right. All right, so let's go with the first one. Oh. oh Joshua Clemens, right this off the bat. Denver. Uh, he's sort of got a uh, Under Armour <laughs> navy blue jacket on. Uh-huh. Um, Thick-ass Adam's apple. Yes, that's true. He looks like... He's the PE coach that doesn't let you sit out on your period. <laughs> he has a sort of peanut-shaped head. Yeah, a very he thick does. forehead. Yeah, a very Mr. Peanut-looking. Okay. Does he have cauliflower ear? Can you tell in the picture? I think <laughs> yeah, he has cauliflower You know, ear. I would believe if I just saw him on the street that he was like a boxer. Yeah, yeah, for sure sort of he knows of Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> the smirk on his face. Yeah, like he's not even sorry for what I'm, I'm assuming he did. <laughs> well, I know, but... Like, right, right. <laughs> what do you think he did? something... I feel like uh, uh, my inclination is to jump to sex crimes. Mine okay. Is as well. But okay. I think that you would start off a little lighter. All right. Well, just just riff away. Whatever you think he did. I'm going to say either some kind of sexual assault uh-huh. or let's throw ourselves for the loop. Breaking and entering. <laughs> Breaking and entering. Okay. I was going to say um, <laughs> drinking and driving the church van. <laughs> I think it's for breaking all the hearts of all the church moms. Yeah, uh, certainly. <laughs> they think him because he's dangerous. <laughs> They're like, "Ooh, my husband's well, lifting he is a long dangerous. time." <laughs> Literally a crime, yeah. a, a criminal. A cri- my husband. We love a criminal. He does. He does look like everyone's uh, husband looks like. A he looks like a ski he instructor. He is also <laughs> making a very like well. You got me. Face, Oops. you know what I mean? Oops. All right, well. Aw. Shucks. <laughs> well, crap. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it, baby. He's got a very square jaw and nice stubble. He looks like an action star. What no. You know what I mean? No. All right, let's go to see what he actually did. Had a sexual relationship with a high school senior, and on her 18th birthday, gave her a card that read, oh, We're legal. No. 
wow, both geez. of you get bonus points. If that's not a wet basement line right uh, there. We're uh, legal. We're like, legal. Like he, oh, he knew. We. He knew. That's the way he knew Are anyway. Are you Horton Bros? <laughs> that's a theater that's a deep, deep cut. Yeah. Cut. We're legal. I feel like a this lot of monster. Hamlet. Yeah. This Anybody monster. been to high school? <laughs> Any of you guys done education before? Send us an email. How many of you guys went to high school? Yeah, hit us, send us an email. Like, how many of you guys are school people? Just like anyone wow. who was a child. This asshole. I, you know, eighteenth birthday. It, wow. it makes sense to me. You know, of course. But the the fucking balls on know, him to, to send, send her a card? card what if her mom opened that yeah also to send it to a, essentially a child until this point legally but right. still mentally until this moment <laughs> i couldn't fuck you freshly not child yeah <laughs> that's just it's gross it's yeah. gross of course it's gross but like oh god all right Good job, guys. Good way to get your bonus points. Uh, I don't know if we did, but all right. Uh, those listening, yell at yell at your uh, your phone or your computer what you think the answer is as we play along. Yeah. This next guy, Paxton Singer. <gasps> this guy. This name. is what I think when I think use pastors. This guy right here. Um. This guy makes me think of because his shirt looks like a sweater vest, so he looks like he's like. That college orientation yeah. leader that's like, hey, he's got are a you real lost? a frat bro y vibe he to does. him, certainly. He's smiling, he seems very happy, yeah, jovial. He, yeah. he looks like somebody just like revealed to him that Spider Man's still gonna be in the MCU. He's like, yeah. Whoa, yay. Cool. sweet. He's got a little bit of stubble, yep. tiny, tiny eyes. And very small teeth, I think. Yeah. Like comparatively. Like, you know how people have proportionately nice teeth. These yeah. are small. Imagine just a total Chad. A total chat. Yeah. Clean chat. He looks a like he definitely chat. looks like he went to like um, South Carolina yeah. University oh, yes. game or Liberty. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I, well, I know a bunch of people who went to Liberty, too. and honestly, he looks like a dude I knew who went to Liberty. He you looks know where like he's from where? No, I don't. Well, I did have it. Oh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. That he's makes North perfect Carolina. sense. The last I dude was so. Denver, for the record. The last dude was from Denver. Yeah. yeah. Oh but, yeah. Hey, listen. I think that there are youth pastors fucking kids in. <laughs> All of the 50 great states of, of this United States. So, so don't feel left out if you don't hear your state represented here. What do you <laughs> Puerto Rico. Hey, man. Anna, yeah, sure. You're a territory. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I'm so going to say. So what do you say, think he did, riff-wise? What do you for think he this did? guy, I'm thinking that he was drinking and driving <laughs> for the church. <laughs> no, um. I think he got arrested for a noise complaint. He was you know jamming what? to Veggie Tales too loud. Yeah, he I had think it on that loop. he gave alcohol to to a minor. Students. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. He, he dumped some tequila like in the he, punch. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey man, wobble cabo. Come on. It's just, bloop, bloop. It's just some punch. <laughs> Y'all that's, like tutti frutti, right? right? That's what I'm gonna go with. Either that or something like. Drug related. Drug related? Yeah. Okay, let's see what he actually did. He sent sex text messages to a 17-year-old. Damn, this game is a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be. That's yeah. why I tried to make you riff first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Sent sext messages to a 17-year-old. Yeah. You know what? He all, they, by the way, all of these guys are also married. Okay. okay uh, or cool. were. I'm a, they're mugshots. I didn't have his mugshot because I thought his church directory photo was a lot to me more revealing yeah because all of their mugshots other than the first guy they look rough like damn it's more fun to see what they look like oh in God, business I, I, I wish i almost wish i could have a before and after oh god but, i should have done that you're right but we can we can do that i have all the photos saved i can send them you to know you. for yeah. this guy 
Um, I, I feel like their crime is not their crime. Obviously, the crime is <laughs> the crime is the crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the um, the way they get caught is always like. I should have a paper trail. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what helps? I Having should, evidence. I should definitely <laughs> send around. one of those notes that's like, do you like me? Circle yes or no. To, oh, Charlie, that is a good thing you brought up because our next contender on what did this youth pastor do... Ooh. Jordan Baird, oh, real Baird. Adam Levine looking motherfucker. That's true. He does have an Adam Levine, <laughs> which that will play into some he things looks like about his name him. Is Landon. He does look like a Landon. Okay, I could see that. He has a goatee, but like barely, barely. Yes, he's got like the ghost of a goatee. Kind of like the ghost of Tony Stark's he goatee. Looks yeah. Like yeah, the guy whose arm your mom lightly touches at church while she's laughing. <laughs> um, he, he's the one, yeah, that your dad tries to steer her away from because she laughs too long at his jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark is a good comparison because yeah. I feel like he could oh, play yeah. like a um, on the street yeah. Tony yes. Stark in like or Times Square. Or a street Superman. Okay, yeah. Oh, you shave the goatee? Is that Henry Cavill? What we're saying is <laughs> he he's looks more like, like Tom Will. <laughs> he's hot, but he's like fucked up right now. He's yeah. sort of like generic hot. This is the best mugshot, by the way. Like, Uh-oh. look at that. He, does, how he definitely looks like shot. he's been crying, though. That's, yeah, he does. His eyes yeah, are his eyes are red. Okay. Um, or maybe blazing dank Kush. Okay, <laughs> I, I think that I'm gonna say <laughs> that's what you're gonna say. His crime? <laughs> yeah, his crime was blazing dank Kush in the baptismal pool. <laughs> taking too many hits of that sweet grass. Yeah, he was I'm taking gravity bongs out of the baptismal pool. Sexual assault that wasn't sex, but something close. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Judging off what you told me before, <laughs> yeah. I think that he probably like propositioned a lot of women, okay. maybe. He okay. like sent them notes or something. I'm thinking like one person. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the distinction. I think he got caught stealing from a suburban outfitters. <laughs> Urban outfitters. <laughs> Fuck. Suburban outfitters. That's what Man, it really that's is. That's Land's <laughs> A banana republic, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay, what do you do? What do you do? Okay. Here's what he did, and I got more information for him because I found him much more hilarious, even though his crime is bad. Uh, Jordan Baird, a former youth pastor and aspiring oh, pop star, buddy. pop aspiring pop star, was sentenced to three years in prison Monday on two counts of taking indecent liberties with a minor while in a supervisory position. So his pop star aspirations ended when he was a semi-finalist on the CW singing show called The Next, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it doesn't even like end. <laughs> no. The voice is like okay, I get it. They were judging on the voice, American the next Idol. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next so here's what he did he showed a 17 year old his penis he made her touch it and after he made sure his wife had left the room he shut the blinds during their piano lesson and he texted the girl asking her if she'd like to do it again she said no to which he immediately replied me neither yeah i agree that was a bad decision (laughs) that's why i I was just checking in to make sure we both think that we shouldn't touch my penis (laughs) and her lawyer said that he's done this to others and they want to keep him from doing it again so So bonus points both both of you all right wow you guys are killing the game no i'm sorry that's a binary (laughs) you guys are killing the game guys well thank you Uh, okay and our final contestant (laughs) no it's not but it's meant to be it's not meant to be (laughs) imagine if i actually tried to make this challenging and it was this easy i'd be so disappointed in myself (laughs) well oh man they're not very original you know the pastors oh yeah no i was like me (laughs) i took it personally no no i'm sorry you're you are a prince oh my god that is the most on-brand thing i want to say for the record i would never do a podcast with any of these convicted pedophile (laughs) youth pastors you guys can stay the hell off our podcast (laughs) stay in jail you weirdos little saint james (laughs) 
here is our final contestant. Uh-oh. Christopher Ooh. Santos. Oh, we wow. found our fat youth pastor. <laughs> he yes, he's like, not jovial. He looks like a rubber toy of Seth Rogen that has its face pushed <laughs> He looks like a, 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 one of the country bears. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, he's so sad in this picture. He looks, he like, looks like he like is doing no theater with yes. how sad he is. Yeah. yeah. He does look like he's about to do no. Um, That's so good. Yeah, he's got sort of a, you know, he would not be, uh, uh-huh. you would see him tailgating, I feel oh like. Oh, God, he, I feel like he has Roll Tide he, tattooed on his ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like he was I a cig up in college. I can't look at his picture any longer because it's scaring me. You also right, love right. a white guy with a Hispanic last name. <laughs> it's it's troubling. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's white passing. Maybe he is Hispanic. I don't know. Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> I didn't mean troubling as in... I don't think I have to explain. Okay. Do I need to? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. As in like, uh-oh. <laughs> no. Like, that might be the one thing we actually do have to cut out. Be, I try to explain my harmless thing and make it worse. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see what all he right, did. All right. Do you guys have any riffs? What you think he did? Mm. Any I'm joke sorry, answers? I forgot about that. Mm, yes. If he, you want. Um, <laughs> pissed on a crucifix. <laughs> He ate all the communion wine. Yeah, I think he fully had sex with a girl. Okay, all right. Now this is uh, the, probably the most blatant crime. I think it's in public. It's during broad daylight, uh, oh. and it is uh, quite honestly the stones on this pedo to do this. Uh, he was a youth pastor from a Buckeye church. Has been arrested after being caught tape Dude. recording a young girl in a dressing room at a department store. So he was filming her try on clothes in a dressing room in a department store and her mom caught him and got the phone away from him made her give him made him give her his phone wow so that's pretty cool that the mom got that it wasn't um a youth girl was it it wasn't no. a girl from the youth no. group. he was it, just like a youth pastor who he was, was found just otherwise. being a skieve in a in a wow. target <laughs> jesus i know he that is so though. brazen Obviously, all these dudes are terrible. They yeah, should go to jail and get the guillotine, yeah. right? right? But um, I think that the guy before him is worse because I, yeah. he was acting in his capacity as a youth pastor. Yes, you know that, what is, I mean? that is a blatant abuse of power. I just think this is the most brazen. <laughs> Would you like to touch my dick again? Check yes or no. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, this next one. <laughs> That's so kind of, He was almost like... Do you like me? And they were like, as a friend. And he was like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. That's, that's Excellent. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the worst part. Back it's like, to the next. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, so this is a G chord. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to teach your guitar man. after that. Whoa. Yeah, I'm sorry that was so heavy, but I thought no, it'd be no. Fun. I mean, it's what this episode's about. Uh, I and didn't even like, say I was gonna say at one yeah? point, but none of them looked like um, <laughs> none of them matched up with this description. But I was gonna say their crime is that they ordered Jets pizza for dinner too many weeks. <laughs> No, the last I guy was did. literally going to. I don't get Jets pizza often, but no, I don't much either, um, but I like you it. Shouldn't it's horrible. I, oh. I'm gonna get that big crunchy crust though when I Ooh, leave here. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. that's great. Well, thanks for playing along, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think we ought to wrap it up. Me I feel too. Like this was a good ep. Yeah. Great ep. Solid yeah. ep. Great time. Uh, <laughs> well, shall we um, sing the doxology before we? Uh, leave? Yes. Do we have? Do y'all have anything to promote? 
Uh, oh yeah. I sure think we do. It's October when you'll be hearing this, hopefully. Yeah. Uh Becca, we'll start with you. You got any plugs? So depending <clears throat> on when this comes out, the cage match might be the next thing. My yeah. current championship team, the Freeform Fellas, whoop, whoop. going to reclaim our title on Wednesday the ninth at eight. It is free. Um, if that has passed, mm-hmm. um, you can follow any of my like seven Instagram accounts that I have. Um uh, and also Infinity Etc. The third Friday of every month at ten. Yeah, baby, that's true. That's right. Factually true, except for the last one, which I had to skip. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> so uh, I have to plug. Oh my god. Um, oh. music. Look up Charlie yeah. Allen on your music player. What you'll find are some tunes. <clears throat> you when you play those, I'll get a fraction of a cent. So I'd really appreciate that. Um, follow Danger Junior. I, I, I'm Charlie Allen, American Landmark on Instagram. I'm Piano Pest on Twitter. Uh, that's the important stuff, I think. If you like hearing me rant about Jeffrey Epstein, that's definitely the place to find out about it. Um, beyond that, just get out there and have a great time, everybody. That's right. Um, you can check me out on this podcast. You can find me appearing on other podcasts sometimes. Uh, check out audio-based content. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good show. Special thanks to Aaron. Special thanks to uh, Aaron. Our yeah. producer yeah. slash director. Gracious host. Yeah. Uh, um, for three, as he called <laughs> us, gentle Gentiles. Yeah. <laughs> gathering in his home. It's so nice. Um, you can check us out, like Becca said, on Infinity, third Friday of every month at 10 at Third Coast Comedy Club. Check us out online. Uh, follow us on Instagram at YGSSG Podcasts on Instagram. Um, we'll be posting photos, hopefully letting you guys know any special announcements we have. Keep an eye out. Uh, we've got we've got cool stuff we're working on, guys. Uh, you can follow me on social media i'm not as active as these two are uh i am this is how i'm active this forces me to be active right, right. Uh, <laughs> by active you mean that i post episode by episode Becca. reviews of my strange yeah. On my yeah. Story. yeah that's and the kind of content people crave that's what they're looking yeah. for man <laughs> listen i had a good time and that's what matters it does it is uh you can check out me doing stand-up i'll have dates in the future uh some stuff's brewing as far as stand-up goes you can check out Jeez, uh, starting in January, I'll be doing uh, Inebriated Shakespeare in Nashville's Hamlet. I'm playing Hamlet, so you can come see me try to figure out how to say to be or not to be while blackout drunk. Um, Werbs, werbs, werbs. (laughs) (laughs) Rum, rum, rum. Just just dribbling into the audience. Um, You can check me out. You just start perfectly reciting a Johnny Depp monologue from Pirates. That would happen to me, honestly. But those that's really our stuff right now, guys. Uh, email us your stories at YGSSG03 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that, that's all, folks. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.